0: You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and implement practical business strategies. In this episode, number 23, we're doing another Q&A, and we're talking about what's the best way to start a speech. So this question comes from Reddit in the subreddit, Public Speaking. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes at LukeDMaxwell.com slash podcast, so you can see the actual question itself. And the question is, what is the best way to begin a speech? And I wanted to, first of all, give an honorable mention to this comment that says, Mr. Toastmaster, fellow Toastmasters, and most welcome guests. (laughs) Works even better when it's not a Toastmasters meeting, strangely enough. I absolutely love that, because I just imagine, like, you know up at a random you know s- a random speech and just say Mr. Toastmaster, fellow toastmasters and most welcome guests. I I absolutely love that. Anyway, good um good job Benjamin Ge- Geiger. Geiger. Um yeah, I you pronounce your username. Fabulous fabulous um you know upvote that. But anyway, let's get back on track. What is the best way to begin a speech? Now, beginning a speech, really there's three ways, I guess you could say. Um and the first one is to tell a story. Now, honestly, this is the best way. This is, this is a, a story can can go throughout your speech. Your story can be um, brought back in at the end of your speech. A story is so versatile, you can do almost anything you want it to do. A story is an extremely powerful way to tell a speech. However, it's not always appropriate for the audience or the topic. So, the second thing which I um, which I recommend... Is using a statistic. So a startling statistic that wakes the audience up, that lets them know that this is serious. This is we're not just talking about something that doesn't matter. We're talking about something that could profoundly affect their lives. This is also a great way to start your speech. The third way, the third way, um, and this can this isn't typically talked about, but it's an action. It's asking your audience to do an action to take some kind of action. And this can um, range from having them raise their hands to having them like stand up, to having them look up something on their phones. In fact, just um, at a speech I did last week, which I'm gonna be talking about um, this Saturday, the speaker actually had them fill out a live form, where it was a really cool program where they would text in their answer to this question and it would show up immediately on the projector. And so they way they, they could see um, what their opinions are around this topic that he was talking about. Really cool way. Really, I've never seen anything really like it. And I really liked it. I really liked the way that, um, he used this program in his speech. But let's go back and let's kind of dive deeper into this because you might be thinking, well, okay, that sounds great, but how do I actually do it? Now, a story, (laughs) I have, I have a lot, I have a lot I can say about a story. The main thing I want to say about the story is it can't be too long. This is your introduction. Your story should either begin, and then, and then you cut it off, and then as you go throughout your speech, you tell more and more parts of the story, finally concluding the end of the story at the end of the speech. That's a really powerful way to do it, or you just keep it short. You tell a short, compelling story using detail, using emotion, and you tell this story. Um, let's say Let's say you are talking about drunk driving. Storytelling is a great way to start the speech. Although alarming facts and action all are great ways to um, start the speech. It's really, it's a really, to- it's a topic that is. It's very easy to draw your audience into it because it's so emotional. For example, um, using the first method I talked about of cutting up the story between um, the talk, you could start off the story introduction by saying, "My son, um, it." blah, 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 is in high school, 15 years old. And the night of this date, she left for the last time. I never could have imagined that I'd lose my son to dr- a drunk driver. Something along those lines. And just speaking off the top of my head here. And see, and then you go into your talk, you're talking about the topic, and then you could go along you can tell more of the story you can tell you know you and then finally maybe you can c- conclude with the end with the finale with you know the excitement the emotion that's involved include with that to get your audience ready to take action to go out excited to take action that's a great that's a great way to use this method um, telling a short story right using the same let's say use the same topic let's tell a story differently You could say, I never imagined my son would be the victim of a drunk driver. He went out on this night, this date, this time, and he never came back. I'll never forget the phone that rang with the ambulance telling me that they found my son. I'll never forget the hospital visit. I'll never forget the burial. And that's why I'm here to talk to you today about the dangers of drunk driving. So you see what I did is I took the story and I shortened it. I used, you know, triplets to to talk compellingly, to speak compellingly. That's another um, example. And already, like, I don't know about you, but like, I can already feel like even when I was speaking, I could feel like my emotions being tugged. <laughs> and I can feel myself like being engrossed in this story even though I was just like making it up on the top of my head. It's, it's storytelling is a fantastic way to do this, to make an effect. And so what if we go into the starting statistic? Starting statistic, you could go, there's about 300 people in this room. One out of every 10 of you will be a victim of a drunk driving incident. I don't actually know this number, don't quote me on this. <laughs> And so you could say 30 people, third the statistically speaking, 30 people in this room will die from a drunk driving accident. Or we'll get a DUI. Or I don't I don't know. I don't know the statistics. <laughs> I don't know any of the statistics. That statistic, right? Telling that kind of statistic, it blows you away. You go, whoa, am I I, I could be that one in 30. Or I could be that one in 10, I could be one of these 30 people in this room. That's, it, it It blows you away, right? It gets you listening. It, it shows you that this is important. This matters. And finally, you could do an activity. Now, an activity is something that gets your audience engaged. This really works well. It also works well if it's early in the morning, if it's late at night, if they've been listening to a lot of speakers before you. In general, if they're tired, if they're, you know, lethargic, if they're kind of numb to listening to the speakers, it's a good way to shake them up and just, you know, clear their minds. And get them physically engaged in the speech, which is a way to also help them remember what you talked about and help you them remember you at all. Now, something along the same topic, you could say, "I want you to stand up, look at the person on either side of you. Now, imagine that person, one of those people in jail for a DUI or not coming home, or not coming home to their family tomorrow night." And see, usually with action, there's it's mixed in with a statistic. And that's why people usually just say statistic. They don't really say action because it kind of it's kind of a subsection of it. But I think there's enough that you can split it apart. You're seeing you're having people do something, or you could say, how many people, how many of you know someone who's driven drunk? And you know, you could raise they could raise their hand. And you could say, how many of you of those people, how many of your friends actually got caught and have a DUI and then how many of those how many out of you how many of these are driven drunk or have friends you don't want people to people you don't want people you don't want people to incriminate themselves or blame themselves or make them feel terrible about raising their hand don't do that don't yeah don't do that at all you know, make it about other people's friends all right how many of you how many of them have gotten an accident how many have died right and a great way especially with raising hands Is when you see, is when you see the hands dwindle in number. So you see, you have a big group of people raising their hands, and all of a sudden you see a smaller group, and a smaller group, and a smaller group, and that kind of brings. um, You could see it happen. You could see the statistics in real life. It brings reality to it. It brings people to it. It shows that real people have real experiences. They're not just numbers on a spreadsheet that is a great way to have the audience interact then again of course i also mentioned um the the cool you know like the, um live demonstration of statistics um in in the speech of course i always recommend not not having your speech dependent on um a projector because you should be able to give your speech anywhere at any time no matter what the situation you shouldn't be reliant on a projector but if the place has one, then and if you're going to use it, then use it appropriately. And, and I'm going to get into it in a later episode. I'm going to be talking about how to use a slideshow in your speech. Because while I'm against it, I'm not completely against it. I've seen it used appropriately. And I think depending on the situation, depending on the event, it can be used appropriately and it can be used to really help. Then again, of course, I've seen it used awfully and terribly and it's awful. And of course, this also ties into class presentations where usually you're required to have a slideshow that goes along with your speech. That will also help with that. That's coming up in a later episode and an unspecified date. But this has been it for the Communicate with Confidence podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find links to everything I talked about, including the original question at lukedmaxwell.com podcast. I look forward to hearing from all of you on social media at Luke D. Maxwell. And then, of course, you know, you can call into this show. You can call in, ask me a question, make a comment, and we can hear you at anchor.fm slash Luke Maxwell. I'll see you tomorrow. And remember to always stay on the positive side of things.